We're on number 15 of the 48 ways. Number 15 of the 48 ways is B'mishnah. The oral instructions for living. The reason it's called Mishnah, Mishnah means L'shanen. To review, to review, review until it is automatic. Now, the oral instruction for living used to be passed from teacher to student. And the student would write down these notes that he got from his teacher and then he'd memorize them. We repeat it, review it, review it, until it was letter perfect. So it's called the Mishnah. And in order to live, you obviously have to pay attention to the instructions for living. You can't ignore instructions for living and do a good job at living, right? Okay, so what is the body of the Mishnah? So the first thing everybody should appreciate is that the Almighty is giving you instructions for living. He says, love humanity is one of the 613. Which means if you really want to live, you should listen to God and learn how to love humanity. And it comes with instructions. So, in the Bible, in the written instruction, it says, Love the Lord your God with a love that is above all others. With all your desire, with all your heart. With your life. With all that you possess. That's what we repeat in the Shema. The greatest of all pleasures. The Mishnah tells you how. The Talmud explains the Mishnah. The Jewish people today lives with a code that is called the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch is from Yosef Karo, who was living in Tzfas. And the Jewish people who are applying the instructions for living, that's the final definition of what you have to do. Okay, so all of this comes into one aspect of the instructions for living, which we call Pshat. A simple explanation of what the Torah is about. How do you love God? How do you put a sign between your eyes? How do you refrain from taking revenge or bearing a grudge or how, etc. There are other aspects of the mission that are less well known and they are under drush, which means more than simple how to do it. It's an intimation of where it comes from, of what life is about. That's called the Midrash. In the Midrash, there is another aspect that's called remez. Remez is much more sophisticated. Remez is a hint. Words of the Bible are not voweled because each way of reading it is an appreciation of what it's about. Morasha, Mourasa. There's different ways of reading it. That's remez. There's a fourth aspect of the Mishnah, and that's called sod. Sod is the secrets. The mysticism. Now, mysticism is why do we have ten fingers? Why did the Almighty create us with the need for eating and for oxygen? And why are there so many trees? And what is all the minerals about? There's a meaning for it. If there's a God, it's not haphazardly. It's not just an, an accidental design. What is the meaning of all of this? And the basic sword is all of it is basically in the tongue. Food is to the body, like wisdom is to the soul. The reason the Almighty gave us food to eat is that we should realize we need wisdom in order to grow. You can't say, I ate yesterday, I ate until I was 20 years old, and now I don't have to eat anymore. You can't think that you can learn wisdom you can try to understand what life is about until you're 20 years old or 25, and now you don't have to eat anymore. <laughs> no, you have to grow every day. You have to feed the soul. Make sense? 
But that goes into various aspects. Like there's different types of food, and you have to eliminate the the uh, the stuff in the food that doesn't get digested. Yeah, and you have to eliminate the stuff in your wisdom that is not digestible, and some of it is poison. <laughs> you gotta get rid of that quick. Yeah. Well, that's so. That's mysticism. That's embodied. Even though the Talmud gives us all the keys, but it's embodied in the Zohar. At any rate, in Hebrew, we call this in mnemonics Paldes. Paldes is Pei, Pshat. Reish is Remez. That's the first letter of Remez, which is the hints. Dalid is Drush. That's extrapolations. And Samach, Paldes, Samach is Sod, is the secrets. That's the Zohar. That's the mysticism. We basically concentrate on the pshat because that's the first step. That's where we concentrate in the yeshiva. We concentrate on that aspect. You have to be a lot more sophisticated to really get into the other aspects. We can give you some introductions, but first, pshat, the simple instructions for living. All right, now I want to focus you in as to what we are trying to do. Everybody here wants greatness. Are you aware of this? We would like, if it's at all possible, maybe you've given up, but if you can really be great in anything, in anything, if you can be great as a musician, a great architect, what do you say? A great hockey player, yeah? Now, what would you say if somebody told you you can be like God, God Almighty Himself? You'd say, ah, mm, mm. What if I tell you that the Jewish people says that? It's one of the 613 commandments. Be like God. Would you like to look at the instructions? Mm. You want to pass that on? But there is another aspect I want to focus your attention. You know, you fly a 747. They have a checklist before you take it up. Did anybody ever fly a cub? Yeah, you were there. You know, the pilot has a checklist. It goes, how long does it take? In the 747, they spend a half an hour, 40 minutes, the pilot, the co-pilot. And if you know they didn't do it, don't get into the plane. Now, my friend, do you think that you should make a checklist before you propose? You know, this is a one-way trip. <laughs> right? <laughs> now you're flying. Yeah, when she says yes... You get to the altar, right? If you think of a few things you'd like to check out, do you want to memorize it just in case you know you're ready to propose? For living. This is a dangerous world. There's a lot of things that you can make mistakes about. If you know there are some things that are important, you should have that checklist along with you at all times. That's the Jewish concept. That's what Mishnah is about. Okay, so how do you go about using the mission? So number one is, look, <laughs> you know, you got to learn it. And that takes a sort of a resolution and decision and accepting of the need. I've got to go from A to Z. I've got to know the 613. I've got to go through the Rambam. I'm not going to see. I've got to get the instructions how to be great, like God himself. Yeah, I've got to get the instructions how to be happy. I've I got to get the whole thing. I got to see, what did the Jewish people accumulate all this time? Or what did God tell us about how to really live it up? Start, and you know what? If you really get to work at it, 
and you organize it, you'll find that it is all too little. I say, why didn't they explain more? It's so difficult to understand them. All they give you is 48 tools. How the heck do you use them? But the reason they didn't explain more is because you've got to discover it yourself. That's why. But you'll find it's all too little. If you've compressed it into a volume, it's a heck of a lot less. Just the instructions. There's a lot of people who explain more. Yeah? But just the instructions, you can... <laughs> any encyclopedia is much bigger. That's included the Medrash, the Zohar, <laughs> all words. But they knew what they were doing. It's enough. All right, number two is that you've got to appreciate knowing it is not enough. You have to know it in a way that it is letter perfect. That was it. You memorized it. Yeah? Now, I don't expect you guys to memorize it. I mean, it takes a different discipline, a different culture, <laughs> a different generation. Go and memorize the Mishnah. Ah, I'm not suggesting that, right? But you should memorize the indexes. We'll look things up. The 613, the 48 ways. These you can consult it. Where would I find this? Yeah. Organize it in order to use it. Number three is that once it's organized, or if you have the organization listed in front of you, use it to discover what you need in order to live, to clarify a subject. You have the organization, we have a book of the 613. Ask yourself, what do you want to know? You want to know how to love humanity? You want to know how to stop yourself from taking revenge? Would you like to know what marriage is about? Or what is the basic line of justice? Look through it, you'll find. Here, there, this, that. Look it up. Number four is that it's not enough to look it up. Use it constantly. You realize that the way to live is that you wake up in the morning, you say, it's great to be alive. You define what do I want to do. Put in your willpower behind it. Yeah, okay, then use You know, an engineer, he has a logarithm table, right? You look up the logarithm. The lawyer has his case studies, right? He looks it up. You've got to realize you've got to use it for living. Every morning, what do you do? How do you get up in the morning? You groan, you moan, no, you learnt that's no good, right? Okay, remember, how do you get up in the morning? Thank God I'm alive. I'm going to look for greatness, determination. There it is. I'm going to have pleasure today, whatever you want to do. Yeah? Set yourself, what do you know? Look it up, and that's the way you spend the morning. That's the way you spend the five minutes that it takes to get out of bed. That's the idea. An engineer, you know, you, you got your logarithm table, and you leave it out, and you just guess at how much concrete you need. Or <laughs> mm. yeah. Look it up. Okay, the same thing goes over here. Unless you know it, letter perfect, you don't have to look it up, look it up. And apply it. The checklist concept, right? Okay. Number five is for living, whenever you have to do something, like you're going to get married, now is the time to dust off or you're thinking of getting married or you met the girl that you say might be the girl. Now is the time to dust off your instruction booklet, right? Read Minimize Sex. Read Love Humanity. Read Define Love, the difference between infatuation and love. Read What is Marriage, a Holy Bond, what is it? 
for life? What, what are you looking for? The other part of yourself? Or uh, somebody to cook your breakfast? Or a companionship? You know, read it through, right? Because <laughs> you can make a step. Read the appropriate information. You're going home. What should you look up? Honor your father and mother. Appropriate information. How to control your temper. Take frustration. What else? <laughs> yeah. All right, so you're going touring. You're going to leave the uh, 48 ways behind. And you're going to go on the road and you say, hey, well, yeah, well, uh, uh, Now, go through the instructions. Make sure that you're using every moment of your time. Yeah. If it's for like big decisions, sometimes it's not always so clear. Sometimes one mission seems to contradict another. Well, uh, sometimes it seems that, that the missions contradict each other, right? Love humanity, protect yourself. Does it really contradict each other? Eradicate evil, love humanity. Does it really contradict? If you find, you seem, it seems to contradict, thank God there's still some wise men around. If certain symptoms contradict each other in your body uh, functions, you go to a doctor, right? Discuss it with your peers. There are appropriate measures. That's the idea. That's what you got. To forget that you have this instructions for living to consult is silly. And, and people will do this. They will have instructions of happiness, and they get depressed, or they have a friend depressed, and they forget all about it. They just sort of hope that somehow they'll remember they hear. Look, you know how to get a guy out of depression? Get him to move furniture. You see, if you get him to move furniture, he can't concentrate on what he's depressed about. You know? So he forgets what he's depressed. You know, move, watch the, t- the table, the chair, right? Hey, hey you're going to break. You can't sit there and be depressed. And if it takes a half an hour, an hour to move the furniture, so by the time he gets back and he wants to sit down and be good and depressed, he forgot how to do it. <laughs> he forgot how to do it. So you helped him for a while, right? All right, but now where do you find it? Don't just stand there with a guy depressed. At least this is a technique. I don't say happiness is the real answer. Right? So what do you do for happiness? Look it up. Number six is that use it as an encyclopedia, dictionary, and all-world almanac. This is it. This is the Almighty created a world. Today you buy a refrigerator, it comes with a little list of instructions how to use it. You buy a 747, it comes with a maintenance library, right? You buy a F-15, yeah? it comes with a training course, a simulator, and uh, uh, logarithm tables, and a whole, I mean, a whole course. It's not a library, right? The Almighty created this world a lot more powerful, a lot more dangerous. It comes with an all-world almanac. Now, in this genius, you don't have volumes upon volumes. It's just the five books of Moses. You ever see a Tanakh, Jerusalem Bible? Yeah. Cantabulous. If you could put the F-15 instructions into that. Huh? Yeah. So, what I'm, I'm illustrating here is that you have to know your indexes, you have to know how do you get the definition, how do you get the instructions doing it, how do you parlay one instruction to another, because there is instructions under love God, under love the proselyte, under love 
humanity, under love, under honor your parents, under return, and now you have to get it all together because you want to love your wife. Yeah. Oh, so you've got to look up marriage obligations, right? And you've got to put it all together yeah, from the various sources and find out a manual how to do it. Number seven is keep learning. In Judaism, we keep learning. You know, food is to the body like wisdom is to the soul. So keep studying. What do you mean keep studying? You try to define, understand, use the 48 ways on everything you know. Yeah? Keep learning all your life. And certainly if there are people who come with insights about what you know about living, you're willing to listen. That's one of the 48 ways, right? Love correction. There are books written by great people to explain the Rambam, to explain the Chumash, to explain... And there's so much in our literature. You see, that's where the big volumes of the Yeshiva Beis are about. The books written on the Mishnah, not the Mishnah itself. So you should learn as much as you can, all the time, and learn it in order to keep it. And take out and edit for yourself. What is, what is the instructions? How to correlate it, put it into your body of knowledge. Make sense? Number eight is, as you grow, and you learn, and you know, and you get sophisticated, then whenever you get a piece of information, or whenever you review the information you got, you got to update. You're a new man. Your concept of God isn't like the concept that you had when you were eight years old. Your ambitions aren't the ambitions you had when you were 12 years old or 15 years old. You've got a different concept of greatness. Now review. Review your job orientation, money orientation, friendship orientation. Do you follow? Upgrade. Update. Integrate. Correlate. You gotta look at all the stuff that you have, and this is one of the mistakes of people of Western civilization. They grow in one aspect and they don't grow in others. They become big businessmen, you know, undertaking great things, yeah? And they're petty ante stuff with their parents, their little babies with their parents still, yeah? You can find great poets who are petty ante daddies. Great musicians who don't know how to treat a wife. Is that right? Not Jewish. Not in Judaism, you upgrade, update, integrate, correlate. Come on. You see something, lift it all across the line. And that's the advantage of having a complete picture of what life is about. It's an integrated picture. It's not individual little things that you do. You play baseball, you do that. Everything is part of living. And it's got to be integrated into it. Number nine is that, of course, whenever you have problems... In the written instructions or the oral instructions, then look up what the commentaries say about it, you know? You're not the first guy to notice that there's a question. See if anybody else noticed it and took account of it and did some research on it. And don't do your research all over again. If it's a simple understanding, one, two, three, but if it's bothering you, then research amongst those who have preceded you. That's obvious. Number ten is... That look, the rabbis say, Mishnah. The whole thing of Jewish consciousness is by heart. To know it by heart, shinun. Repeat it, repeat it, review it until you have it letter perfect. Not in the book. Not to look it up. So, you should be doing this. But, I'm not expecting, but at the very least, some aspect. The 613. 
if you find the 48 ways, I mean, Terry, you've been here how long? A week? A week? Okay. You find them valuable? Memorize. Every day go over. I got these seven ways, ten ways, right? Makes sense. One way you don't like? Drop it. (laughs) Do the others. So then you keep it with you. Yeah. My suggestion to anybody who wants the Jewish experience is take actually one chapter of the Mishnah, review it, know it in Hebrew, define it, definition, you know, understand it, and know it by heart. You will have the experiential proof of Torah from Sinai. The beauty of it will get to you. I would suggest that you use a peric of Pilkavo of ethics of our fathers. I would suggest that the chapter that you would memorize would be the sixth chapter that includes this list of instructions. But one chapter by heart, one. Experiential. You'll know what the Jewish people is about. You know, it's like this guy, what's his name, the fellow from Roots, Haley, Alex Haley, went into a boat and sweated in the trip across the ocean because he wanted to feel what his ancestors felt like when they were transported in slavery to the United States. Right? You want to feel what your ancestors felt while they were walking down the street? Learn one pedic by heart. One chapter by heart. My father, blessed memory, when he was walking down the street, he wasn't looking here, there. Review, review, review. Thinking, what, this, that. Now it's the way. It's the way a Jew lived. Feel it. Feel the Jewish culture. Feel what it was about. But first you should understand what the, you know, the simple translation. And wonder about it. Use it. Fantastic. Number 11 is that remember the point of by heart to know it letter perfect is so that it can be reviewed constantly, that it's always ready. It's like a checklist. You're walking with it. Yeah. So if you know the 613 commandments, I would definitely suggest that every day you review 100. Sunday, that starts with to know that there's a God, there is no other. Right? No time at all. You do it. Every week you should do it, right? And when you do it in Jewish kind, the purpose of it is, you ask yourself, am I doing this? Am I forgetting about it? Do I understand it? Can I do it better? Do, do you follow? When you go through a checklist in the 747, you say, well, ailerons, on. They move, you know, they, they actually wiggle the wing. Uh, the, uh, the, not the wing, the, uh, the ailerons. They, they take a look out the window. Is, is it going up, down, yeah? Okay, so keep your temper, right? Keep your temper. And what do you do? You knocked out the customer, you slaughtered your wife, you kicked your son, <laughs> yeah? You yelled back at your father. Why do you keep your temper? Get back, it's out of function. Go through the 48 ways, except frustration. Which one didn't I do? Oh, I forgot to focus on the pleasure. Ah, okay working again. Am I making sense? That's the idea. You upgrade, you take a look. Am I doing this? Is it working? Not working. (laughs) Fix. That was the idea of this knowing it by heart. That's the way to grow. That's the way you live. That's the way you get into it. Number 12 is, okay, if you don't know by heart, 
at least review your material constantly. So review your notes. Review the content of your notes. You don't know it about it. It's too much, right? But every day, you study the 48 ways over the 30 days. So do two a day. Yeah? So review it. You see, are you going to apply If you find it valuable. It's stupid to know something is valuable and to ignore it. That cannot be. In Judaism, we say that's Mishugi. Yeah? Number 13 is, you see, the oral code was at one time only Mishnah. Only orally. The Rebbe would tell there was no, no books, nothing that you could read. This was 1,500 years. Until 2,000 years ago, there was the president of the Jewish people, a very famous man, Rabbi Uda Nossi. He saw that the Jewish people was going into exile. It was after the, the, uh, the Romans had taken over the, uh, uh, Jerusalem. There was problems. He saw that we're going to fall apart. It takes an awful lot of uh, you know, to memorize all this, letter perfect and reliable memory. You have a plate telephone? Tell somebody. Go ahead. Tell him that he's, uh, his mustache is a little short. Go ahead. But secretly in his ear. Then he tells him, 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 he tells him. Then it gets up to 20 guys, right? His nose is over his eye on the left side. <laughs> what? But <laughs> that's the way it comes out. It's telephone. I mean, it's a game that, that kids play to see what happened. The miracle of the Jewish people is 1,500 years we were playing telephone and the message came through clear. How do we know that it came through clear? You know how we know that it came through clear? Because anybody take the trouble of finding out the different versions there are of the Iliad? But find out how many different manuscripts and how far apart they are, right? Now, if it didn't come through clear, then one guy would be saying, you know what Tefillin is? What you should put as a sign between your eyes? Your left shoe. One guy would be saying the sign should be um, a blue ribbon. Another guy would be saying the sign should obviously be a portion of the Torah plastered on your head, yeah? Another guy, do, do you follow? If it didn't come through loud and clear, then we <laughs> So I'm telling you, how do you know that you don't have a thousand different versions of different, you should have different opinions because do you know what telephone is? How can you ever, it would be a, it would be a, a, a tower of Babel if we weren't that disciplined. How old are you, Terry? 26. Did you learn anything about living in the last 26 years? A little bit. A little bit. Do you have as much as 20 things that you learned? Would you mind giving it to me? Uh, mm, uh, mm. Wrong. You should have it like this. One, two, three, four, five, six. You get it? Do you see that it should be on your fingertips? It's your precious commodity. It is terrible not to have it down packed, memorized. So the assignment for Mishnah is... You guys, write down ten things that you learned in your life, the most important, that you can think of at this moment. Write it down on a piece of paper and then memorize it. And then review it the rest of your life. Every day to review ten things is not so bad. Until you upgrade it. <laughs> you got better things. Or you correct it.
No, no, that's no good. Joel says that maybe there's ten things that are burnt in us and we don't have it articulated, but it's there. It's definitely there, right? But just when you need it, you forget it. You get it? Let's say one of the ten things that you have is don't buy a suit because you're embarrassed by the salesman. Let's say that's one of the ten things, right? It's certainly burnt into your hide. Yeah? Okay. Then when you come to the salesman, and he says, oh, this suit looks beautiful on you. You say, really? <laughs> yeah, he says, can't you make up your mind? Don't you know what's good? Yeah. Well, shall I pack it up, deliver it home, or... Well... <laughs> now, if you reviewed it, resist pressure. Say, I'll think it over. Say, I want to, I want to shop around. Say, it is a nice suit. But it, it just doesn't hit the spot. <clears throat> yeah? Get back to him. I mean, you know, have your defenses up just before you walk into the clothing store, right? But if it's one of the important things, it's not one of the important things, right? But if it's one of the important things, you've got to go ding, dong, dong. Don't let them pressure you. Don't let them pressure you. Don't. Yeah? At least once a day. So what is important to you? What is important to you? Know what you're living for. Your parents love you. You get to find something. I really have to appreciate that my parents are really on my side. They really love me. It's wrong. I mean, there, there are things that you've learned. What have you learned? So make a list of ten most important things and commit it to memory. And for the rest of your life, you should be reviewing them every single day. I don't want to do it the rest of your life, but the assignment is for one week. Do it every single day. See the power of it. It's your life for 26 years, for 23 years. You've learned something, yeah? Review every day. Number 14 is that take my advice every night. Go over your day. What did you learn today? You learned that people really are nice. Write down every night 10 things you learned today. And memorize them just for one day. That you focus. You see, you, you get it into yourself. At least you registered it somewhere. Of course, you're going to forget it. But you registered it. And if you find something particularly valuable, then put it in your notebook. That before Hushchodesh, well, you don't know Hushchodesh, the first of the month. Yeah, let's go over your months. What did you gain? What was your profit? What did you learn about living? And review it in song. Yeah. No, a lot of guys, they send a present to their wives, the flowers, and they're so pleased by their reaction. They say, gee whiz, this is something I really ought to do more often. Yeah? And Zingo, the next time she gets the flowers is a year later. Yeah? That's stupid. Memorize it at night. You know, flowers do an awful lot for marriage. Yeah? And what happens a lot more often? <laughs> you get more mileage out of it, you see? Memorized, it'll happen a lot more than it. Registered, it really registered. All right, just one more, and that is number 15. Things that are particularly important, valuable, the 747 checklist. Everybody, you know, you leave your house for, for the summer, so you check that all the windows are shut, the alarm is on, you go away in the winter to Miami, you see that the, that the water is off, the pipes don't bust, the furnace is on low, whatever it is. You know, you have a checklist, yeah? 
The front door locked? Yes, dear, the front door's locked. Did you turn off the gas? Oh, no, all right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. What do you know about going to work, Terry? What do you know about dealing with your parents? What do you know about meeting new friends? What do you know about... Right? You should have a checklist. Little cards. Better memorize them, but little cards under meeting friends. How you feeling? Give him warmth. Remind him that you like him. What did you learn about it? Having an argument. Wait, wait you, especially if you have a lot of arguments, right? Focus the other guy on goodwill. Yeah. Should have checklists. Second assignment. Tomorrow morning, make by tonight, make a checklist. Five things when you wake up in the morning that you want to focus on to check out whether you're there. Right? And tomorrow morning, rattle them off. And check it out. Uh, is it really great to be alive? That's the way to start the day. Yeah? And go on. Okay. Why do we need this? So again, sanity, friend. <laughs> if God, if you know if God spoke on Sinai, you better pay attention to him. If you don't know, the Jewish people say you can be like God. Look up the instructions. If you've learned something and you're going to forget about it, <laughs> that's bad news, right? Take your ten pieces of wisdom that you got from your whole life, if you can upgrade it to 20 pieces, maybe you can get 50 items of wisdom in 26 years that are really important. Memorize them. And every day of your life, review them. 50 is not that much. You can do it every day of your life. Be a good Jew. Number one. Number two is make a checklist for tomorrow morning. Now you're going to get up. Thank you. <laughs>